Let me mention men today. Potential solution. And one solution is to starve off the cancer. Okay, so what do we know about cancer? What type of fuel does cancer survive on? Well, we know it can live on carbohydrates. Uh, but he's someone I've known now for about two years. He he came, he joined me at my place of work, and so he's a workmate, but he's also a very good friend. Um, and today he called me. So um, we spoke for quite a while. And, you know, it was the usual about work, about life, about this and that and the other. And then I, I remembered that he has a business that he runs in, in uh, Mombasa. So, you know, he runs it sort of remotely, but it's like a motor vehicle business. Um, not selling vehicles, like a service, like a cab service. And so, you know, just before I rang off, I, I said, oh, and by the way, how's, how are things in Mombasa? How's your business doing? And and he, he tells me, oh, I sold it. And I was shocked. And I was like, but we've been talking all this time about life and everything else, and you not mentioned at all that, you know, you had to sell your business because I know it's something that he had really put a lot of work into, um, especially over over the last couple of months, uh, because previously his sister was here from um, Europe and she was helping him run it because she was based at, in Mombasa for the period that she was here, which was a, about a year. Uh, then she had to leave and then now he had to sort of do things remotely because he's still working, although he, he you know, we are working from home. So he did, he doesn't necessarily need to be in Nairobi. But then again, he can't sort of rent again in Mombasa and have two homes at the same time. So he just have to go periodically to, you know, take care of things, ensure the vehicles had service done. Um, that the drivers were okay, you know, replace whatever needed to be replaced, etc., etc. So, um, you know, things seem to have been going well as far as I was concerned from the last time I spoke to him. And in fact, when I last spoke to him, he had just come back again uh, from there because, you know, he, he needed to do some administrative tasks. And he said things were going well. So, you know, then he says this and, it, and, and you know, it's a bit of a bombshell and I'm like, okay. Why? What what happened? And he said, well, you know, uh, one of the drivers had an accident and he was hospitalized and um, uh, there was quite a bit of damage. And, you know, I, I couldn't just seem to recover from that one incident. And so he ended up selling all the other vehicles and, uh, you know, paying for this guy's hospitalization. And apparently it really took out quite a bit from him financially. And he was saying, yeah, and, and you know, it, I've been really broke since then in spite of, and even when I sold, I had to sort of sell at throwaway. I, I think it was just a moment of realization or maybe it was a period of realization. I don't know where, you know, you realize this is not working and if I keep at it, it's probably going to sink even further down. So let me take my chance and hop out while I still can, so, which is what he did. But you could tell even from the way he was talking that it was something, of course, that... Uh, grieved him to have to do, uh, but it was necessary. And, I, you know, I think what upset me more than anything else is the fact that, you know, he was not going to volunteer that information. I literally had to pry it out of him. And and I said, you know, this is why you guys die so quickly. And this is why you guys die so early. Because you don't seem to realize that's, that just speaking is so therapeutic. 
that you could have called me, you could have picked up the phone and, and say to me, oh, you know, this, this is what's happening um, with me. And he didn't. And, and, you know, even for me, I know I've had my things. But even if I've not been speaking to him, I know I've been speaking to other people. Um, yeah, and, and, and I, said, I said to him, you know, sometimes I think you miss the point of our friendship. That when you, you're having things that you need to get off your chest, you, you, and, and this is not the first time I've had this conversation with him. I say to him, you just need to pick up the phone and call me and say, you know, this is what's going down. We don't have to talk for hours because granted, yes, when we are talking, we often talk for a very long period of time. You, you know, you just can call and we can talk. We can have a five minute chat and you can say, you know, things are not going so well for me um, in this respect. And and at least I'm there and I'm a listening ear. I'm probably not going to give you any solutions. But just the fact that you've been able to talk and get it off of your chest is really therapeutic. And, you know, he says, yeah, but you know how it is with us guys. We sort of uh, want to see how we can sort out something and get it to its logical conclusion before we can get to the point of telling others about it. Um, yeah, that might sound like a good idea. Uh, but you can imagine if, if you're having such profound problems or, you know, something that is so difficult to surmount and you're not seeing any way out, chiefly because, number one, you're keeping it 100% to yourself. And number two, you know, I mean, we say that a problem shared is a problem halved and sometimes it's actually solved. Uh, but unfortunately, I think for a lot of men, they don't see it that way. They, uh, I, I, you know, the culture that we have here is jikaze uh, you know, and things like, you know, you're a man, you should not be crying. You, you know, you should be able to sort things out by yourself. Your woman should not see your weaknesses and things like that, which are so detrimental, I think, to um, mental health and to emotional well-being in general um, because if you're always at the point as a man where you feel that you cannot talk about your problems to people who would listen people who are not laughing at you people who are supportive of you people who want the best for you but because you are cultured in a certain way you feel that that's not an option it's it's to me like um, having I don't know, a medical cover, for instance, but you still want to pay for your medication, you still want to pay for your consultation, you still want to pay for your MRI and your admission. It, it, it beats all logic. You've got the cover. You just need to present a card and all the bills will be taken care of by your insurer. But you don't seem to understand the value of that card that you put in your wallet, that is in your pocket, that sits on your dresser, that says that you're covered by a certain insurance company. Um, and, and, and to me, that's not even funny. It's um, a little bit tragic because then it begins to explain um, a lot of instances of violence that we see um, being meted out. And I'm not saying this because my friend's going to now become violent because he didn't tell me he shut down his business. No, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's people not having an outlet. It's like, you know, a beaver damming up a river and you, th th that water is not going anywhere until there is some give in the dam that has been put up, until there's a break in that wall. 
or worse until there's a crack that suddenly allows everything to go flooding out um, and this translates to a lot of unhealthiness in our relationships with ourselves and even with others so uh, to my friend thank you for opening up after I had to dig it out of you but I would want you and indeed I would want not just men but everybody else but I'm focusing on men because I think they're more guilty of this than we are is for you to be able to identify people in your circle um, it doesn't have to be your significant other or your wife or your girlfriend it can be your sister it can be your cousin it can even be a workmate I don't know someone with whom you have some sort of good relationship with and just say to the person look I'm not looking for a solution uh, but hear me out this this is what's going down in my life and that's therapy I was laughing yesterday when I was recounting my days having counseling and, and, and I was telling the lady I was talking to yesterday, I used to think that counseling was this big thing where, you know, the counselor would have some divine insights and, you know, be able to tell you things that you probably had not seen before. It's not. It's just talking. She just lets you talk and talk and talk. And where you cannot talk, she tells you to write it down. And when you begin to clam up a little bit, she sort of asks a little question to get you to open up again. And that's all it is. That's all counseling is. Kudos to you people who are being paid to just listen to people verbalize their problems. And we all should take a page from that. I think I will. Bye.